0: Team USA bounced back from a tough showing against the Russians with an 11-0 win over Austria. And Team Canada said what mercy rule as they trounced Germany 16-2. And in NHL news, it looks like we had a free agent frenzy Christmas edition with some player signings and even a trade. Join us for a quick tour of this winter hockey wonderland. Hey everyone, I'm your host with the most, Joe Gazarian, and I hope Santa was able to bring Mike his number one present this year, a Matt Martin signed stick.
1: I've been itching for it. And I'm Matt Arenick, and Santa didn't bring me my Andrew McDonald signed winter classic jersey, but I did get a crock pot. so I guess that just means I'm getting older. I guarantee
2: that crockpot won't set you back six years at $30 million, but you probably get some good use out of it. Uh, I'm Mike Zawissa, and I'm ready to throw my hat in the ring for Team Germany. Suit me up, Coach. You guys can trot out <laughs> like five help. goalies per game. Roller <laughs> right. hockey, Mike help. strikes
0: again. You're back. <laughs> um, but you know it, it's it's a good kind of jumping off point, Mike, to, to get into the World Juniors. There's some heartbreak in the in the Great White North. Uh, Kirby Doc, Chicago's young forward, is going to miss the remainder of the World Juniors and probably part of the NHL season with an apparent wrist injury. That didn't stop Canada from blowing the doors off of Germany, though, winning sixteen to two. We had Team USA also with a big blowout of Austria, 11 to nothing. Uh, what are you guys thoughts so far on these early games?
1: It was nice to watch Mimil um, Andre yesterday, obviously, like you just mentioned with the blowouts. It's, it's tough, and that's been a, a topic of conversation across hockey Twitter about whether or not the, the competition, it's pretty much whether or not these teams should be playing. And I'm on, on the team that they should be. I believe they should be regardless of the score for a lot of these kids. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity, regardless of being blown out. Um, like M- Mike mentioned in a previous episode, it's going to be the highest level probably that they may ever play, but mm-hmm. the real reason they do it isn't necessarily to in the current year kind of, I mean, obviously they do want to compete, but they're also doing this for, for next generations, hockey players. Right. So if Austria is getting FaceTime on the world stage, the hope is, the way you've kind of seen with Germany recently with two first-round picks this past year's, they're hoping that 5, 10, 15 years from now, we're seeing players that are telling us they played because they saw the World Juniors, not just because they saw them lose 11-0. Um, mm. So that that conversation's kind of annoying to me. You're not really looking at the big picture. but um, But yeah, it was nice to see Team USA bounced back after a tough, tough start against Russia. Spencer Knight, that first-round pick, is he's been he's been brutal so far yeah. this uh, this World <laughs> Juniors. Even in the preliminary round, he let up a weak goal against Finland. Um, but what do you think, Mike?
2: No, I mean I, I'm in full agreement with you. I I understand where the the conversation starts about like should should Germany and Austria and teams like that be in this tournament um i think a lot of it comes from a defensive standpoint of like it is it's very weird to watch hockey canadian or canadian hockey media like you know take to twitter and just like go all out like this you're seeing a, a well-oiled machine in team canada right now like and it's like all right i mean that that's kind of like you don't need these you don't need the, the hockey media in canada like piling on the Ger- like team germany after a game like this like that just seems weird so i think some people like come to the defense of the other teams but that it's like no just just let them play let all these kids play um i mean the real reason that germany game got out of hand like because we've seen germany get smacked before in the in the tournament um that's nothing new but it was the fact that they had 14 skaters like mm. Yeah, they I were undermanned big time. Yeah, you're playing
1: twenty first round picks as well. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like yeah. it's not like we're just talking about like a down year for the Canadians and you know they have a couple top end prospects. So we're talking about a lineup that yeah, they have more first round picks and the other team has players.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean that that says it all right there. So yeah, I, I think I think what I was more mad about, or not mad about, but more just like annoyed about was that I, I feel like they should have postponed that game. Um apparently germany didn't want that which okay i guess they're in their thought if they're gonna lose they might as well just get it out of the way to canada because they would still probably lose that game like 10 nothing in a in a normal game 10 to 2 maybe probably um but yeah i mean it's just it kind of sucks that these are the the, you know the first few games like we saw the usa get kind of handled by russia and then they come back and yeah it's cool to see the blowout but it's like those games are not intriguing to watch they're not interesting to watch you don't really get a feel for the players in them like for either side like i would say it's more impressive when like the germans score two goals and you see like oh who was able to get them two goals oh stutzel looks amazing out there against this this level of competition that's more impressive to me um and like yeah did did bobby brink and cam york have good games against austria yeah i guess but is that impressive is that what we want to see I mean, no. I would have rather them been dominant against Russia. They still played okay against Russia, but you know, Brink missed that one golden opportunity. um Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it's been an underwhelming, underwhelming start to the tournament, in my opinion. I mean, the biggest news has been Kirby Doc getting injured. I know we'll touch on that, but yeah what do you yeah.
0: think? Yeah, it's it's boring. I'm not gonna lie. I'm. I, I... The the early blowouts remind me a lot of like early college football, like how like you know Appalachian State will go down to Alabama and just get their their shit pushed in, and they get paid for it, you know, like that that school gets a couple mil for being the punching bag, and then you know it's a warm up game for Alabama basically, and it kind of reminds me of that for for Team Canada, Team USA, but um, I agree with you guys that this is such a big stage for a lot of these guys. Most of them will never, you know, go on to play pro um so why not get out there and give it your best and you know i do want to touch on austria um that goalie holy shit yeah yeah Uh, i think he made i think it's like 68 shots he faced he was 21 saves in the first period 21 saves in the first period i mean that kid god bless him he was hanging in there he he made some good saves too like he he was he was formidable in that um go ahead mike you look like you want to say something no no
2: i i that that reminded me of a really good point like do you think that these kids on Germany and Austria wanna to be told that they can't they shouldn't be in this tournament or they shouldn't you know they shouldn't be allowed to play in this tournament? They earned the right to be in this tournament. They won in the lower levels of the world juniors specifically to have the right to play in these games. So do you think yeah, the, the Austrian goalie, I mean, we're doing him a I guarantee by you not- he
0: he jumped on some people's draft boards now after that showing, I guarantee
2: at the very least he showed like, yeah, that, that he's like, no, fuck this. Like, yeah, we're going to lose 11, nothing fine, but I'm going to go out there and I'm going to play as well as I can. Like, and I think that's, that's at the heart of it. That's competition. Like every single player in every sport needs to know what it's like to lose and to lose badly in their career. I mean, that, that is, that's how you become a better player by overcoming adversity. So, you know, some of these kids, they might go on to play in the German, uh the german pro league they might go on to play in their austrian pro league maybe a few of them will make it into the the nhl even so i mean this is all just part of it it it, it just is what it is
1: yeah that's a good point i think too because i i think even growing up and playing hockey you don't really know what high-end competition is like until you play it right like growing up we would go to chicago and ike bauer tournaments and you'd play teams and you you might think that you're good or teams you play are good until you play kids that are the same age. Um, sometimes you a little older, or a little younger, and you realize, like, I'm not even on the same level, right? So if nothing nothing more, that provides them a little little motivation and have them realize, like, hey, like, I might be good in my own country, but if my goal is to become an NHL player, then I have to take my training, my commitment to another level in order to, to get to where a lot of these Canadians, Swedish, Finnish, and us players are so
2: yeah and it's it, pretty and it give you it gives you that that you can give the kids an idea of too like oh wait tim tim stutzel is on our team and he's playing just as well if not better than some of these canadians like oh like we we can do this like there are you know there are kids you know we can be from germany and still be as good at hockey as as canadians and stuff like that matt that kind of goes to what you're saying is kids Younger than that in the tournament right now are watching these games too, and they're like, "Oh wait, yeah, Tim Stutzel is, is a monster out there. Like, I can be a competitive player, and you know, I don't I don't have to have been born in Canada or whatever." So,
0: no, I I think I don't know which one of you said it early on, but the you know just getting the face time for these smaller countries is huge, because um, like you said, you know, there's there's some Austrian kid who watched that goalie play his heart out, and now he's sold on hockey that's just how it works. Um so I, I think it's great. I was a little disappointed with with my checks. They didn't really they they were just bad all around. They, they didn't Checks have
2: had some bad tournaments recently. I'm
0: I, I was yeah, I'm a little worried about the checks. They they don't are not a lot of great players coming out of there anymore and they're getting better at soccer, though. <laughs> I think I think they might just be switching sports. I don't know, um, but yeah, I was a little disappointed with with the Czech Republic as far as Flyers prospects. Um, Bobby Brink is a weird skater. Like he's fast, but his stride is is it's he's just different. Yeah, it's like I, I don't know, it's just different. I guess he in I don't know if if it's like you know like basketball. Like I saw a comp to like Lonzo Ball where, like, his, like, shooting form was, like, strange, but it worked. So, like, no one ever, like, changed it. But by the time he got to the NBA, they're like, okay, we have to completely change your shot because it's not going to work. It worked in high school, worked in college. It's not going to work anymore. And I do wonder if that's going to happen with Bobby Brink, where they're like, okay, once you start playing against, like, real men and NHL talent, like, you can't skate like that. I'm not sure. But I had liked his game. I thought he was tenacious. He's like a little I saw a poor
2: man's... Poor man's Cole Caulfield is what I saw a few times from people. Except his defensive game is better than Caulfield, but
0: I'd still take Caulfield. I mean, no, who wouldn't, but um Cam York, I thought he was he looked pretty good. Um did he have one off the post, right?
1: He had one go in, but I don't know if he got credit for it against Russia. Mm. Yeah, that. he had the first one to start in Russia, and I, I do think he had
0: I think he had a post against Austria.
1: He, he might have. I, I stopped watching a little bit through. I, I watched more of um, the Sweden game to see kind of Emil Andre. Um, he, was, he was benched for a little bit. He needs more power play period. time,
0: man. They, I, I'd love to see him on the power play. The yeah. problem
1: is he's on Sweden their roster. Sweden
0: loaded. Holy shit, they're really good. That yeah, Noel he, Gundler, that yeah, kid is good.
1: Yeah. That was one he of the considerations good. we had at the pick. Yeah. We, uh, yep. Where we that, took, I thought like, they were going to take him. Yeah, he's good. But yeah, I mean, it's gonna be tough, and that's one consideration before we move on for a lot of a lot of hockey fans. Is I think a lot of times the World Juniors is it's such a small sample size, and you're still trying to get used to your line mates and kind of where your role fits in on the team. Like if you look back, I was actually joking about it with my dad the other day um, because they had one of the old Canadian it was a like Team Canada versus Team USA games on back when I think Connectney was on the team. So it was like mm. Barzell and all those guys. And I remember that tournament because he net, he barely played. And if you look at that team, I think there are two forwards that I would consider better, if not one being equal to him, Pierre-Luc Dubois and Matt Barzell, right? So mm-hmm. those guys are being trotted out there. First for, for power play unit, um, you have Dylan Strom, who's another one that was on that top power play unit. And then meanwhile, Travis Konechny is being treated like a 13th forward. So, it is important because that's. I mean, Emil Andre is considered the seventh D on Team Sweden right now. Um, so it's going to be hard to really get a real good look at him, which is a little bit unfortunate. I know he did have a big hit in that past game, uh, which mm-hmm. shows that like physical edge he has despite his dimin- diminutive size. Um, but big
0: tree fall hard, Matt. You
1: know that exactly. Yeah, as a, as a big hard. tree, as a big tree, I can <laughs> confirm.
0: <laughs> I confirm. Victory forward.
1: But yeah, I mean I think it's just important for Flyers fans not to get too tied up in, in obviously you want to see your prospects do well. Um, but it is a, a small sample size and for a lot of these players they haven't played in in a little bit, so
0: and we'll we'll certainly keep our eye on it. Speaking of, of prospects though, Kirby Doc, he's gonna be out. Um any I know we're we're not really any Chicago fans, the three of us after, <laughs> you know, I don't even want to talk about it, but yeah. so <laughs> yeah. Layton should have got down. You stupid son. No, um, yeah. Just what do you guys think about Kirby Doc? It sucks. You know, he, he's he's a fun player to watch. I liked watching him in the bubble uh, yeah. against Edmonton. He was he was really good. So was their other. Uh, who's their other? Is, is he a rookie? He had like he had like four goals in one game.
2: Yeah, it was, was it a uh, Dominic Cahoon? No, no not Cahoon. Uh, it's the name's like that, right? Something like. Kubelik, cool. yeah, Kubelik, Kubelik. Dominic Kubelik.
1: Yeah, he, he was a good kid. Yeah, he's really like He's like the 37-year-old rookie. Yeah, <laughs> stole from Matt Reed.
2: No, it sucks. I mean, yeah, I I honestly, I would have just liked to have seen him play a full year in the NHL. Like, I, I was just more excited for that. Uh, Canada's going to be fine, but the Blackhawks yeah. were, I think, really banking on having it. I don't think the Blackhawks have any playoff aspirations this year, but... Kirby doc playing a full season for them was was big to retain interest in the team i mean that's if your team's not going to compete the one way to keep fans interested is by having marketable young players so that's just yeah yeah, just tough Tough and we do and
1: we do if we want to switch gears here joe i think we do have a signing that might have been in response to that injury so if we want to switch gears to that
0: you you go ahead take it buddy go Go ahead. ahead matt
1: you got it yeah so i mean one of And I think it was only about a day ago they did sign, them being Chicago, Carl Soderbergh, who over the past couple of seasons played with the Avalanche before being traded to Arizona, I believe, last year. Um, So he signed a one-year, $1 million deal. And I can't remember because I do know that Kirby played on the wing for for a time with, with Taze. I don't know if their intention was to use him as a center this year or not. Um, but uh, that signing does seem as though it was in response to that injury to kind of combat whatever time they might they might lose him for. Um. So yeah, that I mean it's it's weird because like Mike said they're they're in a point in time like you you don't think they would sign a player considering they're going for that full tank it seems you don't sign a player like a Soderberg to really.
0: Didn't he play on Boston too for a while? Or crazy? He did.
1: He started his career in Boston That's um, before signing a decent-sized contract with uh,
0: Avalanche. And then he the like, didn't play.
1: He, I think he struggled, if I remember correcting, he, correctly. He struggled for a little bit in the beginning. And then uh, as the Avalanche began to become good again, he had a pretty solid year before being traded to um, Arizona. And that was due in large part to, I think, the fact that they brought in Nazem Kadri to be that yeah. to be that number 2 center and I think for for cap reasons and just for overall playing time and what made sense for the roster construction they moved him moved them over I, to zona
0: Yeah, well, we'll certainly see. It's a good point though, Matt. There's going to be some, you know, some new faces and some old places and and vice versa with with some of these players. We had a lot of movement um over the week. Um team's been busy since the, since the 2021 season really kind of got going once we got a firm date um we had kind of touched on the free agent frenzy part two um uh, we had um we had a trade too um with the senators sending a second round pick to arizona for Derek Stepan. um i always thought Derek Stepan was a good player i mean i maybe it's because we saw him a good amount in new york but he's not gonna he's not gonna score a ton of goals or anything like that but he's he's a good center he's probably a great number three center um for the last yeah. couple of years what I, do you guys I think, think?
2: I think at this point in his career, he. I think I think you're right, Joe. He's probably best bet, or your best bet, is like a a number three center. Um, penalty kill could potentially do some work on a power play, uh, if you really need it. And yeah, I, I mean he's two two seasons removed from fifty five points. I see a lot of Sens fans talking about that uh, on Twitter, but. I don't know how much I don't know how much you're going to get out of him. Um I think he's just but,
0: I know we joke about the veteran presence thing, but I think it'd be it's big for Ottawa. They don't yeah, have yeah. a lot of that. So, I think also yeah. he brings that kind of locker room factor that everyone, all hockey men love.
2: Yeah, I I agree. Um and when you have three second round picks and you think that you're probably right. I mean, the, the Senators they're going to be good, man. I think they're going to be good. I would not be shocked if they're hanging around in the bottom of that Canadian division, but uh or in, for the bottom spot I mean the playoffs from that division. But yeah, I, I think a second round pick, that's a steep price for Derek Stepan and his six point five million dollar cap hit for a third line center, low end second. Um
0: Does he have one year left is this his last year? I'm, not sure. Year? I'm last not sure. It is his last
1: year, yeah. I saw last that year. yeah, so they already paid out a lot of his salary was paid out in signing. I did Jonas, see that, yeah. Leaving only about two million Dollars left for them to actually pay in salary which makes sense because I was just confused that Ottawa is actually trading for a player usually yeah. it's anyone on their team that's decent it's like they're gone for, for picks and future that's considerations so they, they have a it's interesting to see that but the money part of it makes sense and like you guys said I mean it is a prorate season so it's hard to kind of say like how many points you might expect in a 56 game mm-hmm. season um, but he, he might be inflated a bit just for the fact that there isn't much high end center depth on that team so he may end up being like a second round or second line center whereas on most teams like you're like you're saying which i agree with that he's probably a very good third line center to have on like a, a comp- cup competing team potentially yeah i don't i don't think it's a bad day. it's not going to hurt them no um, it he'll not probably have a bounce back year They had so
0: many, like you said, Mike. They have so many draft picks. You can't, you can't draft that many players. Just you, you got to move them for actual talent. So, and it was a
1: Columbus pick as well. So it wasn't their draft pick. I think they might have had an extra second potentially. Yeah, Um,
2: yeah, they had three three second round picks. I think, and
1: uh, and yeah, like you're
2: in a fifty six game season. I mean, the Senators were. They were like slightly competitive through the beginning of the year last year, weren't they? They played I mean, us well. They, they were tough remember, yeah, a, they were a yeah, tough they, out for us. They for they sure. beat us like right before Christmas last year. They had Duclair was on that tear and everything. Tyler Ennis had a good a weirdly good season for them. So yeah, in a fifty-six game season, if you think similar to the Canadians, like you think that you showed enough at the end of the year or once the bubble started back up that you think that in a in a short year you can compete for a playoff spot, why not? Just go for it. There's the expansion draft next or at the end of the season. A lot of things up in the air. Just, you know, Derek Stepan's not gonna hurt you and he's probably gonna make you a little bit better. So
0: And speaking of senators, we have more senator news. Former senator, Craig Anderson signing a PTO. Is that correct? It was a PTO, was not a one year yep. deal. PTO, PTO
1: with the caps, yep.
0: To replace our my dear, he's not departed, but my my dear friend oh Hank.
2: Um,
0: what do you guys think about that? I always liked Craig Craig Anderson, and I can just think the last like six years, how many rumors to like Craig Anderson to the Flyers? It happened yeah. every year. They're like, oh, this is the year we're gonna get Craig Anderson. He's big. He's he's old now, but um, I, I think he's probably good backup.
2: I uh, yeah, full dis- full disclosure disclosure. I don't get Craig Anderson. I don't understand. Why I he's good or why yeah, people? No, why why he's good? I he's don't, big. I don't get it though. Like he he plays. He does not have a discernible style. He does. He's not a butterfly goalie. He's not a hybrid goalie. The closest thing is he's like a stand-up goalie. He has the the biggest five-hole I have ever seen because half the time <laughs> the he bigger just than Briscoe. Yes, because he just stands up in the net. He never no. drops down. It seems like he's one of those goalies that you could easily pull a wraparound on because he's just always standing at the side of the post. And never in like the reverse V or anything like that, or the V H or whatever. Um, he's had some like atrocious years, and that's he's very good years. He's had some very good <laughs> years too, and even in his best years, he still always lets in. He like he is he's you can bank on him letting in bad goals. You, multiple this all times sounds throughout the season. This I don't. Sounds I like just,
0: the prototypical Philadelphia Flyers goalie. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, that is I just, that's I just, what I you're just don't describing. You're describing just, a Philadelphia Flyer goalie in, in
1: a key moment, giving up a softie.
2: But I mean, good, good, smart signing by the Caps, I guess. It's yeah, for someone, right?
1: Yeah, for 1B to Sam Sonoff, it's probably smart. Um, now, obviously, like the same discussion we had surrounding Elliot, age is a consideration because I'm pretty sure he's now 39, turning 40. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So RIP to his like hips. And that's probably why he's a stand up, Mike. He's probably like, yeah, I'm too old to go down. He's been a stand-up goalie since he was 25. I,
2: like, I don't understand <laughs> what, what, where he learned to play hockey. But yeah, uh, I mean, he's not, I don't think Oldham. he's as good as Hank. No, nearly as no, good. No,
1: no, yeah, yeah that that was the one concern. Like, like Joe had mentioned, bringing in Laviolette and then bringing in Hank, that really kind of solidified. I think some of uh, two of the three biggest areas that they had missing from that caps team compared to last year. Obviously the defense is still going to be a struggle for them. Um but yeah, I think I think it was a smart signing for sure.
0: Remember, no more Kevin Malone. They have an actual <laughs> coach now. So
1: that makes the world of
2: difference.
0: It does. It does. He was I do not I do not think he was a very good coach. So we'll we'll, we'll see. Um other other league news, Tampa Bay. Um put Kucherov on long-term injury reserve. There's some people I saw, somebody was coming after, I think it was Elliot Friedman, because uh, he reported it. And, and then they're like, oh, wow, how convenient that they can just toss him on there and save the money. And Elliot was like, yeah, I'm sure they want to be without their best player for the entire year. You're right. Um, so hopefully he gets better. He's always so fun to watch. Uh, but that did kind of give them some room um, to get Torelli, or is it Sorelli? Cirelli. Sure, it's Sorelli. They got him signed up. Um, he, I thought he had a really great playoffs too. Um, they just keep finding these guys, man. I had great, great drafting by them. Finding the people we've never really heard of, and they turn out to be really great, either centers or wingers. But what did you guys think uh, about Tampa's moves?
2: Uh, good to get him locked up. Sorelli being um, – he's probably going to win the Selkie this year. That's my that's my bold prediction on him.
0: Sorelli's going to win the Selkie? Yeah, how much you want to bet? I will take. He, got will, like, he got I'm not. I'm not saying he's not year, good. What What did you say?
2: He. I'm pretty sure he like placed this year. Oh shit. Okay. It. Never yeah. mind. He's I was gonna like, say because this is
0: such a re- reputation award. No. He.
2: He is like definitively the best two way player in the game right now. Like by every. Better than Ryan O'Reilly. Yes. Yes. Whoa. Ryan O'Reilly did not have that good of a, a season by any metric this year, other than I think points maybe, which is obviously. Uh, even his points
1: like, weren't that good. He had. He had 12 goals last year, and yeah, I, I've seen yeah. some. Now, now, granted, I love Ryan O'Reilly, but I agree. I, I, think, it's funny. I saw like the they're ranking the top 50 players in NHL Network, and I mean, again, not that he's not a good player, but if you're basing it on like prior years' performance, it was kind of laughable in terms of where they put him. So yeah,
2: well, so I mean, Tampa back shifting back, Tampa being without Kucherov is obviously gonna hurt them a ton. Um, but i mean they're used to being without some star players like they they're out. They're Stamkos hasn't in the played year. in 8 years yeah so and he's apparently I mean, good to go this year so losing Kucherov, getting Stammer back it's still not a one to one but it's i think it's no, almost I, I think Tampa yeah Tampa's going to be okay but this this makes my carolina prediction
1: even better
0: yeah it's my, true uh, my hot day. you have them you have them winning don't you
2: yeah
1: winning, I have the winning the division well there is one more uh, somewhat Tampa-related signing an ex-Tampa player, Slater Cuckoo, I believe it's pronounced. He did play yeah, the cuckoo. past yeah, year yeah. with Chicago, and he did just sign with Edmonton uh, a <laughs> one-year deal to give them some, uh, some additional 6th, 7th six seventh depth. He was depth. a high pick. How many 7th defensemen do they have on that team?
2: On they Edmonton? have cornered the market. They have. Isn't
0: Clefbaum <laughs> done for the year as well, by the way? Yeah,
2: he is. Yeah. So, wow, the oh, injury yeah. really... Injuries really played a factor in some of these signings because no way Soderberg or uh, Cuckoo find Atlantic the spots this season. Yeah. yeah, if if it weren't for these injuries, at least in my opinion, Cuckoo maybe, but not Soderberg. I thought he was. I thought he retired. To be honest,
1: yeah, it's probably a combination of that and the taxi squad. Right, the fact that you can carry some extra players this year it kind of maybe yeah. gave some t- teams a little more flexibility in terms of willing to sign players otherwise. Maybe
2: Edmonton decided that instead of instead of making a big move for a great defenseman, they would instead use the taxi squad to sign six seventh defensemen to have ready to go. That that tracks that tracks with with them as a team. Just
0: making friends, making friends all around the league. (laughs) I love it. Um, Speaking of the league, uh, especially up in Canada, um, we should definitely touch on what apparently could be another kind of hiccup. Um, five providences in Canada have requested additional testing procedures and maybe even another bubble situation and have asked if possibly the NHL could delay the start of the season. Um, NHLPA had Donald Furr, was it Fear or fur? I always forget.
1: Fair, yeah, I a maybe. I, I, okay. I, fair. I pronounce it fair, yeah. I
0: think it's fair. Um, he says he is reasonably optimistic they will find a way through this. Um, what, what do you guys think uh, over up in the Great White North? Shocking because that's hockey's home. I really would have thought they would be like pushing to get this through and just gonna get it started. But um, I know it's a different world up there in terms of government. So, what do you guys think?
2: Uh, I mean, you gotta hope that something gets figured out. I don't think about. I don't think NHL teams are gonna agree to a bubble. No, um, no. Yeah, we I mean,
1: talked about this before. There's no. We job. saw
0: baseball do it without a bubble. Baseball in the NFL... United States. NFL's I mean, and there's been hiccups along the way, don't get me wrong, I'm not yeah. saying it's gonna be perfect, but
2: and baseball almost completely didn't have a season.
0: Yeah, and they because pulled it out of their ass the last second yeah. and were able to have it. So
2: Um Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think there have been multiple times throughout this whole saga of this pandemic where I thought that the league was not going to come back and have a playoff, and then I thought they were, and then I thought they weren't, and then they did, and then I didn't think there would be a season, and then so I really don't know what to think anymore about this. I don't think there's gonna be a bubble. I think the only way you could 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 convince the players to do a bubble is if there were two bubbles or like three bubbles in Canada, and like players could be at least semi near their homes or something like that. Instead of, but I I don't see that happening. Yeah, so. logistically,
1: I don't think that's even possible, just because of how long you'd have to then quarantine before yeah. playing games, and how quickly they want, they want to get through this. And like Joe mentioned, it's hard for us to really give our take because we don't watch slash we're not immersed in kind of Canadian politics. So I can't say whether or not this is just more of a – they want to show as though they're serious about the, uh, the pandemic because I don't know if we mentioned it on this or we were just talking about it previously. Like I could honestly see like Joe – like you said Joe – them moving down to the United States if it did become an issue when it comes to 100%. starting the season on time. Yeah. Because from the player's perspective, a bubble is not a possibility. If you've heard any of the interviews after the bubble, like...
0: People have shit on it. I mean, they're, yeah, they're saying, just, they're like, listen, you know, it was, you know, the, the, the employees and everyone who tried to make it the best, they, they were great. But, like... Just mentally, I think, like you said, Matt, none of them are happy with it. So
1: yeah, like from a mental health standpoint, like you're not going to ask someone to sit in Edmonton for four months until May. Like that's just that's just not even possible um, to, to ask of, and I don't think the NHLPA would even agree to that. So I think they are going to have a an NFL, MLB style where it's not a bubble, um, but again it is good to hear that donald fair believes that they're they're going to be able to find a way so hopefully sooner than later we'll get some uh some update that they've come to an agreement and the additional testing is enough in the canadian provinces um eyes to continue on with with the uh with the schedule and what they've already had planned out
0: no i agree fingers crossed boys um before when we're going to do uh one more fun thing. We got a lot of positive feedback from the, uh, from the reindeer games we played with Chewbacca's wife uh, last week. So we got one more. Um, Santa's decided to make a second trip back around the world just for us to make our last request for what we hope he can bring our flyers this year. I'm going to throw it over to you uh, first, Mike. Hop up on Santa's lap. Tell us what you want uh, for Christmas for, uh, for these flyers.
2: Who's Santa in this scenario? Are you Santa? Or I'll be I'm, I'll be Santa. No I'll chance! Be. I'm jumping into your lap. Ever. Oh come <laughs> on! <laughs> Haven't done that right. since high school. Yeah, since uh, <laughs> high school.
0: Come on! You were there. Matt was there. <laughs>
2: uh, what are you okay. asking for? Uh, I'm gonna ask Santa. You know what? I'm going bold on this oh, one. I'm gonna yeah. ask Santa. Do we have the no, hot take one ready? No, 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 no. Hot no take I'm not gonna No, I'm not even gonna put the energy out there because knowing Flyer's luck, it's it's it would have the opposite effect i'm just gonna go vanilla i'm going vanilla on this one uh I'm, i'm gonna ask santa for oscar Lindblom to return to form as a as a top line winger i think i've seen a lot of discussion about him starting the year on the third line or how you know he he maybe isn't actually a top six winger and that he just really benefited from from coots and stuff like that i think he's going to return to form i think he's going to be back on the top line with coots and probably tk or something like that and yeah that's that's what i'm asking for
0: okay i like, I
2: it. like it matt
0: what are you asking for for from santa you don't have to sit on my lap but you do have to sit in mike's lap
1: okay i'll <laughs> sit in mike's lap um i i think i am asking for a steady d partner for Ivan Provorov for some consistency. That's really good. So this, obviously, throughout his career, they decided to throw him in the deep end with cinder blocks on his feet. (laughs) His first couple years, a.k.a. Andrew McDonald and whoever else they wanted to toss him with. Last year, we were gifted Matt Niskanen in a very nice trade by Chuck Fletcher, but given probably the uncertainty surrounding the season, Niskanen retired. So it would be nice To see someone like uh, Phil Myers, knowing that A.V. likes his right hand D-men, matched with left-handed, to kind of take take the reins and take over that top pair spot so that we have a uh, formidable duo moving forward that we know um, we can count on and can expect to play together so it's not kind of a rotating door game after game.
0: I like that. That would be a great present. I still what do you have to think? Line, don't I? Yeah, who's laughing? Jumping on.
2: So.
0: I guess I got to sit on my own lap. I don't know how this is going to work, but um, I'm asking Santa for a a healthy year for Nolan Patrick. I would like Nolan Patrick to have an injury-free year, and in this it's a short year. It's 56 games for him to finally put up or shut up with with all these people who keep saying that he's a bust. I, I want I want him to come out and blow the doors off, or at least just get back to what we think he can be, which is, you know, a number two or number three center in, in the NHL. Show that he can he can do it again and pray that his, his head is steady and he doesn't have any other freak injuries or accidents and hope he is able to have some fun again. Because I'm sure the last year and a half for him has got to be brutal, right? Just watching everyone else in his draft class just blow, just blow by him. Um, well, he's just literally sitting there and it's not his fault. So um, that's what i like, a healthy year for Nolan.
2: In a 56-game year, healthy year for Patrick. What are you looking for? I'd be fine with, like, a, honestly, if he can play the full year and he's healthy and he at least shows, re, you know, a return to form or at least shows the flashes, I'd be fine with, like, a 12 and 12 split, to be honest. I was going to say,
0: I was going to fit 15 and 20. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. I'd be fine
1: with 15 and 15, even.
0: 15 15 works for me. I yeah, I like guess
1: that. it depends on how many games he plays. But I think if I'm going to go just on points per game, just half a point a game, ideally. Yeah. Yep.
0: All right, well let's let's see if we've been good this year. we've been good, boys, and sand's gonna bring us what we asked for. Anything else though before we wrap up, gentlemen?
2: No, I think we uh, we made some lemonade out of lemons today, so that was pretty yeah. nice.
1: And uh, hopefully, we'll see some some better World Juniors ga- World Junior Championship games. Obviously, I know, um, like we mentioned, that they haven't been that great as of stands right now. Do we? I'm trying to remember. Does Canada play USA. Are they, are they in the same division? No, I don't think so. They're not, right? Yeah. Okay. So the only chance we'd see that would be in a round game, robin, I guess. Yeah, yeah. or so. yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, but I think I think we did a good job covering it all, and I think the next episode fans can uh, some can can expect us to do a little bit of a bigger breakdown on on the three flyer prospects that yeah will have a pretty much mentioned.
0: bigger. Again, remember, guys, we're we're actually going to be off this Thursday uh, because of New Year's, so no episode Thursday, um, but we will be back next week. Um, looks like the return of NHL hockey might be in doubt again, but I think I speak for all three of us when I say that we're hopeful that the January 13th start date is a go. In the meantime, like like Matt said, we're certainly going to be keeping an eye on those Flyers prospects at the World Juniors and gearing up for a training camp hopefully in the next few weeks here with the Flyers, but... Um, For Matt, for Mike, for myself, I hope everyone has a happy new year and stay safe.